This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome back to another episode of Big Ideas in Small Windows, the podcast aimed at breaking down big concepts into bite-sized pieces. I'm your host, Mike Gaskell, and today our topic is how to help adolescents thrive in the age of social media disruption. And boy, we know a lot about this. So to begin with, social media has become a ubiquitous part of most teens' lives. We know this. They are plugged in all the time. But research shows it can negatively impact their focus, well-being, and social development if it's not used in moderation. In May 2023, the U.S. Surgeon General even issued an advisory about social media's effect on youth's mental health. He recommended actions like promoting digital literacy and encouraging responsible online behavior to make the Internet a healthier place for kids. So that's a good start. We're happy to hear that the uh, you know government officials and the people usually with the money are starting to acknowledge, geez, there's a problem here. And we need to do something about it. So that's a beginning, and we can start to work on things in ways that can constructively help children. So why does social media affect teens and young adolescents in this way? Well, for one thing, there is this thing called FOMO, which if you don't know what that means, fear of missing out, constantly checking platforms like Instagram or Snapchat can feed obsessive thoughts about social media connections. Students and children feel like they need to be in the game, and if they're not, then they're losing. So this manifests as compulsive usage and anxiety surrounding their relationships and self-image. Lots of research about self-image issues as well. I always refer to an Instagram versus reality study that Instagram and Facebook were kind of quiet about. But in reality, they acknowledge that there is a problem and that there is simple solutions, some of which we'll talk about in this podcast. Now, another problem is unrealistic comparisons. Social media depicts these cherry-picked moments that ignore life's imperfections. Seeing a distorted view of reality online can damage a child's self-esteem. So all of that bad news The good news is there are some practical solutions. So first of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about something called coffeehouse chatter. And this is literally having ambient background noise like a cafe in your ears. And this can boost creativity and focus when working. The subtle sounds keep the mind engaged without being distracting. So what's really interesting about this is that coffeehouse chatter does a really good job of disrupting our distractions, if that makes sense. It actually creates what I like to call a distracted focus. 
And by that, what I mean is it very simply creates this ambient background distraction that instead of hearing things that you can't turn off or, or seeing things you can't unsee, you're literally being sort of steered in this more focused and trained mindset. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and just play about 10 seconds of one of these because I think it would be helpful to hear just what I'm referring to. And you'll tune right in and know what I'm talking about. And then I'll elaborate afterwards. So I want to point out a couple of things about what was happening in that coffee house. First of all, there was indistinguishable conversation. You could hear conversation going on, but you didn't know what that conversation was. And that's a very important part of this because I want to give you a quick example. I always like to say to folks, if I'm sitting behind somebody in a coffee house or to dine or wherever, and I hear that they are a couple that is breaking up. I can't not listen to that. That's too interesting to my mind. I need to tune into that. And what am I doing when I'm tuning into that? I'm turning off my focus towards my goal, whatever it is I'm working on. We know what it looks like when we're when people are sitting in a cafe and they're just sort of losing their self in that ambiance. And we often see people with computers and they're writing and they're working. There's no coincidence to this. The science shows that indistinguishable background noise, chatter and clatter is a perfect state or it's called a theta state to be specific for the brain to tune out unnecessary distractions. And that's why it's so helpful. Another is, and I want you to think about that in terms of coffee house chatter, you're just hearing in general, kind of in stereo all around you. And so is everybody else. A different way to look at this is something called binaural beats. Now, binaural beats are very effective, and it's really kind of a neat thing because what happens is there's these two sounds pulsating in either ear, and I want to emphasize your headphones are on in this case. So this would be much more about independent work and focus. So when students are listening to the coffeehouse chatter, that could be in a classroom, that could be at home while they're working on their homework at night, but the binaural beats has to be more of an independent project kind of a option for them. So a teacher may send them off to go do an assignment, but while they're doing that, they're reinforcing that they can tune in with their earbuds and binaural beats do this really neat thing. They create these two different sounds that are pulsing in either ear at different frequencies. And what's neat about that is after about five minutes, most people, not all, I always say these are not silver bullets, consider all the options. Most people start to hear a third virtual sound. And that's a very sci-fi thing, and it's true. And what happens is, is that that third virtual sound is what trains the mind to either focus or get energized or get very sleepy, whatever that that binaural beat is. So the binaural beat I like to use is the one that is sort of a very theta alpha focus, and it really allows the brain to focus in ways that we wouldn't normally be able to without this, or it might happen coincidentally. But what's really great about binaural beats is we can literally train the brain with it. That really does work. So what I want to do next is play binaural beats in the same way that I had with 
coffee house. And we're just going to play about a very brief 10 seconds of this as well. And as you're listening, understand it takes about five minutes for this to work. So be mindful of that. that play a little bit longer because I wanted you to hear some of the music in the background. The music in the background actually doesn't really do much of anything to support our ability to benefit from that third virtual sound. It just makes the noise a little more pleasant because if you literally just heard only binaural beats, it wouldn't sound that enticing. It wouldn't sound that pleasant. It it, it can work but we're used to hearing these kinds of nice mel melodic noises. And I think that helps just our brain be more appeased by that and lull into it. So it's, it's why it's a good idea to make sure that when you're Googling things like binaural beats, and all I did for both of these was I went to YouTube and typed in coffee house chatter background noise for focus. And I did the same thing for binaural beats with music in the background. You can play some very bland just binaural beats, I would not recommend it because as I said, I think it's gonna take a little bit longer and people are gonna turn it off quicker. So we want it to be more pleasant. That almost sounded like spa music, but believe it or not, in the background, it's it's fostering a very focused state for us to listen to it. Now, another concept I wanna mention is something called ASMR. And autonomous sensory meridian response which is the very geeky sci-fi term for this is simply a term used to describe an almost tingling static like sensation in response to specific triggering video and can also be uh, audio stimuli like the ones i was just mentioning so it's important to know that this opportunity also exists and you can go on youtube and type in asmr videos for focus and there's things like moving sand around in, in a very <laughs> structured way that sounds very satisfying and looks very satisfying to our brain. So these things sound so simple, and that's the whole point. These are options. These are three quick options I wanted to offer you to help students steer away from the disruptions of social media, particularly when they're trying to optimize their productivity and get some positive work, constructive work done and get some things accomplished now ironically what that does is to it tends to create a sense of deep work satisfaction and you get this cyclical pattern of benefit that perpetuates we want kids to be satisfied we know it feels good when we get something accomplished and that's also another thing that is, is a byproduct of using some things like this that helps steer our brains and our ability to get focused so teaching conscious awareness about social media this unrealistic nature helps too. Comparing candid celebrity photos to their glamorous edited ones reveals the facade of perfection online. I mentioned that with the Instagram versus reality study that is such an unwell known because it was unadvertised, but true phenomena that when we see that there are these people that are so quote unquote so famous and they look like just regular people and also those highlight reels of people we think well that's how they look and i can't compete i can't measure up you have to get away from that and start steering kids towards these instagram versus reality abilities to harness 
a reality check, really. That's really what it comes down to. Comparing these will only cause more, more damage and disruption. So studies show proactive education about social media pitfalls leads to lasting improvements in teens' online conduct. There was this really cool little study of had kids walk through, in a classroom setting, a structured reality check of social media and the harms it can do versus the benefits. And students had longer lasting abilities to carry that into weeks beyond, which is really beneficial because we're not just saying, here's a reality check, stun them into reality, and it only lasts for a few hours or a day, and then they get back into the routine. So these things can help sort that out. Guiding them through potential consequences prevents issues down the line. I always love to use the great story of a cheerleader who was, I think she didn't make her team and she was offensive online about her. I think her coach and the school suspended her and they took it all the way to the Supreme Court and the, and, the, and the family actually won in Supreme Court. But in my opinion, I'm not really sure that really matters because she will always be known as the girl who was offensive online. That's going to harm her. So we need to really steer kids away from that impulsive move and help them think through the things that they're posting and doing online. Now, the key is empowering young teens and adolescents with tools to control their attention despite the digital disruptions. Small changes by using tools like I shared can gradually strengthen focus and resilience. So keep these in mind and keep other ideas in mind. It's important to know that you'll never get a silver bullet from me. You'll just get a menu of options to tinker with and you might come up with your own. So that wraps up today's episode on surviving and thriving as a teen or adolescent in the social media age. Stay tuned for more big ideas in small windows every week. I'm Mike Gaskell, signing off. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.